Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I'm pissed off right now because I have mixed emotions. We won. Kids played really well. While the game was going on, somebody came in and stole every darn thing I had in my locker room in the coach's office. Yeah. Credit cards, wallet, watches. Thank God I had on my necklaces. How? So when I talk about quality, raising the standards, that goes for everyone. That was a wacky situation, right? Deion <laughs> yeah. Sanders makes his uh, coaching debut. By the way, beat Edward Waters College, and they've been pretty good. 53 to nothing for Jackson State. And Deion Sanders takes the podium after the game and mentions quick, hey, proud of the kids, and then, boom, my stuff got stolen, and he was ticked off about it. And, hey, listen, stuff gets stolen. Pretty ticked off about it. Didn't have his phone. Didn't have anything. Um now, within, like, minutes, it feels like, based on what they said after, there was a little bit of confusion. It was like, well, they just moved it. And then Dion kind of goes back and forth, like, no, nah, it didn't move it. It was stolen. Yeah. And he was adamant about it. And then the reporters are coming out and saying it, it was, like, they just moved because they put it in a lockbox so it was safe. Yes. It's just, yeah. It's, Listen, I can relate to this. Every time I lose the Amazon remote, like, <laughs> I, I go into crisis lockdown. And I'm like, somebody either stole it or you misplaced it, but it wasn't me. And obviously, it's underneath the, the cushion or something like that. So I can relate. Uh, what did you make of this? I mean, I guess a lack of communication. Are you talking about this the the situation where you yeah, are? just yeah, just a lack of communication. Um, like listen, from the get go, if if you come back to the locker room and your stuff is stolen, yes, then I'm sure you're gonna be a little upset, as you have every right to be. I mean, his, his stuff was taken, so you know whether it's the credit cards or the jewel, whatever the case may be. Yeah, you have a right to be upset and you have a right to voice your concern. But then when it comes out saying that somebody moved it. And then he wants to almost like double down and say, well, no, that's not the case. Listen, regardless of, of who is right and who is wrong here in the miscommunication, the point is that you got your stuff back. Okay? So like, I, I just think from like a coach's perspective and from even like a recruiting perspective, it's like, hey, talk about the game a little more. Say how proud you are of your guys. I mean, you got your stuff back. It's miscommunication. It's all good. I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to be on a complete island here. Yeah. But I, I really thought like – I thought Dion missed a big opportunity with his team on a stage and people paying attention to Jackson State to talk about the kids and the program and what that day meant. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, it became about Dion Sanders. Yeah. And listen, your stuff getting stolen, whether it was found or not, that's a big deal. I, I mean, I'm not saying you should hide that fact. You shouldn't be mad at that, whatever it is. I, that's that's not right. Mm-hmm. It immediately, well, I shouldn't say immediately because I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't even know how far into it it came, but it seemed like it came in pretty quick. Yeah. And it was about Deion Sanders, which is like, okay, most coaches make it about the kids. They're supposed to be about the kids. Or, again, and then to go back and forth actually sheds bad light on the program because now you're bickering a little yeah. bit with your administration. Uh, so on this great day. Out of his control in terms of stuff getting moved or if it was initially stolen, whatever the facts are there. I just think he misses a great opportunity for recruiting, for program uh, visibility, uh, to celebrate the kids that have bought into his program and to start. And he made it all about himself. I, I, again, to, should he, can he bring it up? 
okay, but he just went going on and on and on all day long about it. I, I just sit here and wonder, and I think, and you've played yeah. obviously at various levels, and I, I wonder about all the coaches that have gone to postgame before, and has there ever been a situation when some player or coach's things have been stolen and it wasn't brought up like this. I know, Like, they man. talked about the well, game, about the yeah. program, about the effort of the kids. Dion kind of made it all about himself. Well, and this is like – and it's cool that we're on the same page here because I didn't know where this was going to go. Um, like, I think back to, like, great coaches in college. Like, think of, like, Nick Saban. Now, Nick Saban's not going to have a lot of credit cards probably hanging out and jewelry and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. But, like, let's say – listen, Nick Saban eats what? He eats those the, the, the oatmeal pies every single morning, right? <laughs> so let's say, like, somebody went in Nick Saban's um, – locker room or whatever, like his area, and stole the Little Debbie oatmeal pies. Oh. Now, now, let's say that happened, okay? I don't think he's going to bring that up after the game, right? I think he's going to be like, hey, he's going to give you the, the classic Nick Saban whatever, pretty monotoned, but he's going to give you, oh, players played good, you got to do this, got to do this, but he's not going to bring the personal stuff into it. And then he's not going to double down on the personal stuff when it seems like the situation was handled. So Yeah, I, again, my... Maybe Dion fits in with the rest of college basketball and college football, where it, it, the ego plays a role in in in. Coaches, I mean, listen, I he, think. he's not your traditional coach. Let's he's be not. honest, man, and that's what makes him so great. He's not, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Listen, I don't mind. Dion's going to get the attention. I, listen, we sh- we we were tuned into it, or we knew know it even existed. Yeah. Uh, in two parts: one, because I know EWC was sending us emails and telling us they were playing, but two. Mm-hmm. Because Deion Sanders was the coach. Yep. I mean, Troy Aikman showed up and all this stuff. So I, I get it, but make it more – use it as a tool. Like you are there to – if you're going to be the guy, if you're going to coach for years to come, mm-hmm. this would was a great uh, platform to push Jackson State coming off this 53 to nothing win and maybe lure other people in. Mm-hmm. I just think he used the platform in a wrong way. Um, they'll make him a bad person for it. I just think it was an error in judgment in the way that he could have used that platform based on the situation all day, not just in the post game, but the rest of the day. It was just, <laughs> listen, it was just a, it was an eerie situation. Cause like, once again, like it seems like the situation was handled and then like he doubled down and yeah. said it wasn't handled. So like, just like the whole lack of communication we don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but once again, it's, it's your first collegiate game that you've coached. Obviously, the players played very well. It was a, it was a yeah, big win did for them. a good them. job. Yeah. I'm ready, right? It was just, it's just a weird That's situation. That's what we should be talking about. Like, yeah. There's things we should be talking about today, and I don't even know if we would be talking about it, but we should be talking, hey, Deion play, Sanders, yeah. nice debut, man. Maybe yeah. it's, you think he's going to be a good coach. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the line was. I don't know if, how much you're supposed to win by, but 53 to nothing in a debut for a guy who's never done it? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, heck, heck of a job, man. Yeah. All right. Uh, now I sit there and wonder, is this a long haul thing for him? I mean, like, it's, if if he's <laughs> if, if that situation made him kind of go off the handle Listen, a little bit, yeah. is that totally unique situation, or are we going to see a guy that gets frustrated many a times? Is now there going to be a rift between the administration and him? Doesn't yeah. it kind of if the over under on Dion was coaching for like two and a half years, didn't it just drop by like well, eighteen no, months? No, like, no. Listen, <laughs> listen. Does the administration come away looking a little bad here? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and you don't want to see that. You want to see the coach and the administration on the same team, especially such a new relationship. But let's be honest here. 
I think that the administration lead, needs Dion a lot more than the Dion well, needs true. them. So I feel like with Dion, you have you know you kind of have the uh, the once in a lifetime coach at your university. So I feel like they're going to kind of bend to him a little bit and be like, all right, I mean, hey, it was miscommunication. That's on us. We'll we'll bite the bullet if we have to. But as long as you're happy, like that's what I feel like Dion Sanders. Yeah, I, is and I think so bringing. too. But you got to give credit to the university, the, the you know the administration to put faith in Dion and take this risk. It's a risk. I mean, you hire a high profile guy yeah. who's never done it really i know he's coached some youth things but come on hasn't done it at this level and and while it could be a boon for them it's also a lot of risk that goes into it for him too yeah so um it'll be interesting to watch you know this might be the last time we even talk about Deion sanders jackson state he just settles into the gig who knows i don't know but it just was a weird see, weird post game to me but you just said it though you said Deion, and listen, it's Deion Sanders. So yeah, we're talking about him first. But how many times have we mentioned Jackson State in the football yeah, team? Yeah, that's right. N- not really. And that's yeah. what that's what everybody wants, I feel like. Like, Deion wants to put Jackson State on the map, as he should. Yeah. Fantastic. The players want to get their notoriety. The university wants to get their notoriety. And instead, it gets it gets shaded. It gets shielded behind this incident. Yeah. And, well, and I think that's what Deion owes the school. He get They gave him a chance. Yeah. Right? They gave him, uh, you know a bid to try this out and potentially maybe even he moves up the ladder. Someday he's not staying at Jackson State all his life, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's where I guess my my point comes in. It's like I think what Dion owes them is like, hey, let's let's use this platform to showcase the school. Yeah. Of not to call everybody out for stealing something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? you. Um and, and I mean people can be called out for stealing stuff, but I just don't know if that was the right use of showcasing well, the platform of Jackson yeah. State. Well, and, and listen, I, I appreciate the fact that he's like, you know, and we're gonna make this place better as well. Like, I, just, yeah. I feel like that that was a nice touch. But then once again, <laughs> it seemed like the situation was handled and then you, you wanna Double down. Yeah, interesting. Uh, let's get South Beach Gary's hanging around. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. What's happening, man? Hey, Brent Austin. Brent, what about in the past 40 years? What about Jack Nicholas win at the 1986 Masters? Uh, yeah, listen, there are great sports moments. Uh, we also, somebody said Buster Douglas. Well, those are monumental things. That's a big upset, obviously, for Buster Douglas. Big upset. Mike Tyson's this, this really global figure but at that time because it took place in japan didn't it yeah uh and and jack nicholas yeah i just don't think he had the other elements man i mean i I don't know if we ever get the first of all jack nicholas in his life is not really an underdog i understand at that age he's he's 46 at that time so he's not the favorite anymore he's not this dominating jack but he's never an underdog he's one the world he's, he's the best golfer of all time at that time and uh, he's already won a ton there, and so you don't even have that element. But I think Austin was right, and I think everybody that views this is, is usually correct on this part of it. It has less to do with the winning of the game. It has less to do with the three periods of ice time. It's got more to do with everything that surrounded that game, the climate of the world in 1980, and this this David versus Goliath matchup. Because, you know, you have to put yourself back to the Soviet Union at that time and just how much they were committed to winning in hockey. You know, it, and, it was that, life for them. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the, it, it really was the was, sport. Yes, yeah, it, was, it gymna- was. Yeah, but that was the sport. So, uh, so yeah, South Beach Gary. I don't think, I don't think Jack Nicholas even comes close to this. I was just giving you an example that's clo- that, that I think was close. But the, the thing is, though, Brett, they still had to win another game to win the gold medal. They yes. still had to beat Finland. Yeah, and rally to do so. By the way, uh, what what would be interesting in history is if they don't win that game, how much does it lose the luster of beating the Soviet Union? And I don't know the answer because we don't have to know that answer. Yeah. And guys, what about a little love from for the U going into to the Gators' new new uh, 
brand new spanking new baseball field and taking two out of three over the weekend. Yes, yeah, so thanks, South Beach Gary. I watched a bunch of that series too, and uh, it was impressive. Miami's very young. Uh, their whole left side of their infield, I think, is fre- I think it's freshman on at short and third. Uh, they got behind in the first two games. They rallied to tie and then win in 13 innings, I believe it was, Saturday. And then they pretty much dominated the first half of the game yesterday. So it was very good for Miami. I think I saw one publication jump them all the way to number one today in the country, but I thought they were like 21st ranked. So baseball has a couple of different polls, um, and it's very interesting early in the year. But keep in mind, Florida was like unanimous number one. I mean, they are absolutely loaded. little surprise, Hunter Barco struggled a, a bit yesterday, didn't get some help defensively. But Gators struggled in total because they couldn't throw strikes. Yeah, uh, There was one time in the game on Saturday I heard the stat – 487 pitches combined in the game. It's the game that went to extra innings and 250 strikes. So both teams were struggling to throw strikes, but the Gators allowed Miami to come back into that game in the ninth inning. And I think there were like, there was one hit in the ninth inning, but four walks and a hit by pitch or something. So, and then I couldn't believe O'Sullivan never took him out. Like he didn't, it was like, we're two games in and he was letting the reliever go. It was a really surprising move uh, by Sully there. So, listen, Florida's really good. Uh, And Florida's in town tomorrow to play UNF. And UNF, by the way, goes to Florida State and beats the Seminoles in the first game of the year and then gets swept yesterday in the doubleheader. But I tell you what, I think they're pretty happy with one and two going to Florida State. They've got Florida now uh, the next couple of days, uh, including at home. That game tomorrow at UNF, by the way, is not open to the public uh, there will it will be online to see, uh, but what a way to start the year for the Ospreys is they opened three games against Florida State and two games against Florida. Pretty tough task, but they did get the win in the opener. So college baseball season underway. Uh, not a radio topic probably that we'll spend a lot of time on, but I'm into it for sure. I'm in. I like it. And there are so many local kids playing. Like, we did highlights last night on Action Sports Shacks Primetime, and it's like, oh, another local kid, another local kid, Colby Holter and Dylan Simmons for Florida State, Holter for Florida, uh, obviously Barco. Uh, Nathan Hickey has been awesome uh, in his career at Florida. He's going to be a draft guy, uh, and the Gators are just absolutely loaded. Uh, and we'll see about the Knowles. We'll see if uh, uh, Junior can get them going as well in the Diamond. Jay, you got off to a slow start. I know that baseball-wise. Uh, and UNF, again, I think they'll take one and two. Uh, after having to play a trio of games against the Knowles. Uh, what else do I want to get to? Uh, we talked earlier in the show about the NBA and about Zion Williamson mm-hmm. and kind of his under-the-radar um, nature right now. And, and again, I'm not saying he's playing poorly. I just thought he'd be more of a headline guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of those guys in the NBA, though. Like you said, like John Moran, you have to kind of go look up John Moran right sure. now. You, there's so many well, and a good lot of that players. Is where he plays too. He plays in uh, Memphis. A little bit of that, I yeah. think. I think you're right. But and, and he's kind of that's been his his mo the whole time, right? I mean, from Murray State, to be yeah. honest with you, wasn't in the headlines every day. But sure. he kind of created his. It's can you be more of a star in college in some things than you are 
in the pros. Like, we actually talked about it yesterday in the sports office with baseball. Like, Nathan Hickey and Hunter Barco, those kind of guys that are playing college baseball, we seem to talk about them more than we do a guy like Tyler Callahan or some of these guys that are in the pros, but they're down at the single-A, double-A level. Because, and you're like, well, you have to Google them to see where they're at. I can name a few guys from college that had a bigger career than the NBA. Uh, Jimmer Fredette sticks out to me. And then that guy from Gonzaga, uh, Morrison. Oh, Morrison. 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 Yeah. Adam Morrison. Is it Adam? Adam uh, Morrison. Adam Morrison. Yeah, Adam Morrison. Is he still playing? I doubt it. No, there's no way. Um, I doubt it. Yeah, Fredette's a great call. Yeah. Right. It, it, what's interesting, like, it, what if we say like Tebow? Is he a bigger star in college or bigger it's in the call. NFL? That's no, interesting. Obviously, well, obviously, it's college. It's got to be college. It's got to be college for in terms of duration. Sure. But he's still a big star in the NFL. Johnny football that year. Uh, football. Johnny, I think, certainly takes the cake because there's nothing to grab onto from success standpoint in the NFL. Correct. Uh, so actually, so this to answer that, there's a lot of them. Yeah. What's, who's the, uh, who's the guy from North Carolina? White guy from North Carolina. Very oh, good. Uh, back in the day? Yeah. Bigger dude. Yeah. Um, he was number 50. Yeah. Uh, he was with an H, I think. Oh, man. Hansborough. Thank you, Tyler Hansborough. You yeah. nailed it. You got it. You got it. Yep. And I feel so like, he's like that. Yep. And then, like, you got the Plumley brothers from Duke, who you could have made a movie about from Disney. Wasn't there, like, three of the Plumleys? Yeah. Mason and... One's still starting for the Hornets. He's starting? So, I believe he's a starting center. So here's an interesting one, though. And I saw this the other night. I saw Grayson Allen in the starting lineup for Memphis. Yeah. And he's playing pretty good basketball. Playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. Now, he got attention for the wrong reasons, even at Duke. <laughs> all right? The, all the wrong attention, yeah. But... Is he settling into now a productive and nice NBA career that we're not seeing him for the tripping and all that stuff? Uh, although he seems to still have like a run in here or there, but yeah, I, I is he going to settle into now this long NBA career? Jacksonville guy, uh, one of the best basketball players to ever come out of here. You know, he was a star at Duke because he came on the scene when they won the national title in his freshman year. He's terrific. Yeah. In well, March. that and he's got hops. I remember in the preseason uh, well, dunk contest. Yes, he, had. he already comes with some because even in high school, yeah. he was showing off the dunks, yeah. right? Uh, and it became it was unexpected. Let's be honest. And hey, so, you're talking to the guy who thought he played lacrosse when I met him for the first time <laughs> when I was training with him, and, and we're doing no, the warm ups. Hey, no stereotype there. What? I'll be honest. He's like, yeah, I'm going to Duke. I'm like lacrosse? No, basketball. I'm like, it's got. I, uh, I think I said, and I feel so bad now. It's an academic scholarship. <laughs> you walking on, but no. Uh, obviously, when I see him shoot a basketball, I'm like, oh, I get it. Never mind. Excuse me, sir. But is he settling now? And Kuz, you might know this a little bit better. But I mean, yeah. it, what's he got? Well, so last year, no, didn't him and uh, Trey Young get into it, Kuz, a little bit? Didn't Trey Young try to swing on him? I thought that was even in the preseason. I think this that year, was this year they went back and forth. Yeah. Okay. Well, did. there you go. Um, but that was weak on Young's part, didn't you think? Yeah, no, like, listen, like, obviously, Grayson Allen comes with, like, the reputation yeah. now, right? So, like, wherever he plays, he's getting the extra attention. Uh, right now, Grayson Allen, 10.1 points per game, two assists, uh, 42% to three-point percentage, and then 41% field goal percentage. So, not bad. And he's he's averaging 10 a game? 10 a game. That's it. Okay. Yeah. It's a little surprise. I thought he'd be a little bit higher than that as a starter. Yeah. Um, What's Morant doing, anyway? Is he around 20 a game? Ah, uh, Brent, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing okay. Let's just say that much. Okay, 18, I mean, listen, the guy's a walking triple-double, 18.9 points per game, 7.8 assists, I'm not sure on the rebounds, <laughs> 4.1 maybe, uh, like, like 3.1 rebounds per game, but, you know, that's not his job, so he's not a walking triple-double, I lied, but he's doing good. 
he's good, but what, excuse me, Ja or we're talking about Grayson? Uh, ja, he's good, but what? I don't know. I just figured he'd score more points. He's How a, many points he's a are facil- they scoring? Where are they getting their points from? He's a facilitator. Uh, that's a great question. Kuz, you got that? I mean, against Grayson Allen, against, you know, um, Oklahoma City had 22 points. Against the Lakers had 23 points. Grayson Allen's there for the three-point shooting. So yeah. it's kind of a collective effort, you know. Oh, they got Sean McDermott. Remember him? The Dougie McBuckets? That's right. Yeah. Well, there's another one. Uh, yeah, averaging 3.9. He's 3. kind 9. of the same as Grayson <laughs> Allen in terms of just they got three-point shooters. Yep, averaging 3.9 points per game. <laughs> Those are TJ McConnell numbers. Uh, just getting coos. So is Zion going to be a star? Like I guess that's what I'm getting at. So we 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 just went through a bunch of guys I that like, are college like uh, headline players. Yeah. Again, you see them on Sports Center, right? People are talking about them. Sure. Now you go to the pros, and it's not like they're bad. It's just that they're I, not gaining the headlines that you, they did in college. Even is Zion going to fall in that category? No, Zion will definitely come through. I I know uh, ESPN was sending us some stats over the weekend about how they're running point guard Zion now, and he's starting to be really efficient in that. And I would also like to point out that TJ McConnell is averaging 5.8 points a game. Thank you very much. Okay. How, how many assists? assists? Yeah, give me give me the whole breakdown here, man. Assists? Don't, don't, short, don't you shortchange yourself. Let's go. You see assists with 6.6 a game. Ooh. 6.6 a game. That's, that's almost that half de- of a Does that diminish job no, no, Brent, 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 Brent. Brent. <laughs> Listen, like you know, like how if the game's out of line and they put the kid in who doesn't really get to play a lot, but the the, the team cheers and everything. Like, hey, get him some points, or hey, like let me get a rebound. That's T.J. McConnell. Career okay? highs in field goal percentage, field goal percentage from three, and effective field goal percentage. Right, well, you shot three. You shot like two three pointers this whole season. No, I, well, if you want anyways, to Brent, I can tell you this. My, my, hey, field, you what, my effective field goal Jesus, percentage averaging. is unbelievable. <laughs> say, say it again? My effective field goal percentage is for, unbelievable. For, for the Giants? Yeah. What were you shooting? I don't know. If, I don't know what effective is, but uh, I we, feel like it was. We cannot be 100%. Has, you know, we cannot be 100% like I am right now, Mr. Thanksgiving. What? Coos. Averaging point six threes a game. Attempts or makes? Attempts. Yeah. That's it. Huh? It's not even always. He's like, one every other game, they're like, all right, I guess, TJ, if you want to shoot one, you're here. We spent money on you. Go ahead and shoot one. Imagine, imagine being a guard and can't shoot a three-pointer, man. It's that, it's that Ben Simmons syndrome. All right. Anyway. Well, yeah, I was going to answer your question. Go, well, uh, I'm gonna, before, I want you to answer the question. Okay. But before I do that, give me the top ten stars in the NBA right now. LeBron. Yeah, stop, stop, stop. Start off with the, the MVP from last year. Giannis. So number one is Giannis. Five. That's five. Okay. Keep going. Luca. Luca. Joel Embiid. Yep, the Joker. I can't say his name. Joker. Jokic. Yeah, <laughs> Jokic. Jokic. Where are we at? Eight? Eight. Uh, did we say Ja? Ja was Ja's there if we haven't said Ja. Ooh, ja Moran? Well, where's really? Kyrie Irving on the list? I thought we already said uh, We didn't say Kyrie. Can we oh. make a... We need a... Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah, he'd be there. Yeah. Okay, so we just named ten. There's a lot more. It's okay. You don't. I mean, oh. Devin Booker. Did you, can be did you say Mitchell? Because you didn't say Mitchell, did we you? We didn't say Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. No, take somebody out. Mitchell's top it's ten. It's fine. I don't care about the ten. Well, I care. He's got a podcast. He's got a reputation. My point is, right now, Zion Williamson probably isn't in the top twenty of people you would name. Hmm. I think he'd be in top twenty. I think 20. he's top twenty. Okay, well, he's eighteen then. Oh, yeah, he's in okay. a lower side of that well, right listen, now, but that's just because he's still new to the league. Uh, and the first yeah. year he was there, he was on a minutes restriction. Listen, but here's what Zion Williamson has to do. To answer your question, will he become a bigger star? Will he become maybe a top 10 caliber guy? We didn't even name Anthony Davis, by the way. Who's oh, that? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's Achilles. Take, take. 
Take, take Giannis off, put Anthony whoa, Davis whoa, whoa, up there. I mean, it's former MVP Giannis now, okay? Back-to-back. Back. Hey, we call him back-to-back back Giannis back home, okay? Yeah. A little respect. Bradley Beal. But listen, oh, they yeah. are a leading scorer, too. Russell Westbrook. By the way, Zion uh, Williamson is really, not on this no, list. No, no, no. Zion Williamson get, 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 is not top get, 20 in the, in the Brad, NBA. You're crazy. He's not. You're crazy. He's not. You're crazy. You're crazy, sir. He's top 20 in the Is league. he more of a star than Russell Westbrook? I think so. You want him to be, but he's I not. I don't think I he do. is yet. Then he's not top Cause, 20. Because what, the fashion? What are you talking about? What he brings to the team? No, because Westbrook's been there long enough. Well, listen, I, first of all, I told you guys, it's, it's the Blake Griffin effect. It's take him some time to adjust and become a star. That's but, okay. but here's the point, though. Nobody was like talking about Luka Doncic as they talk about him now until the bubble, until we saw him in the playoffs. We haven't really seen like the playoff Zion yet. True. Like we haven't seen him on the big big stage. Now he played in the playoffs last year, but it was well, it was a play. It was like the, the play in bubble thing. I think it was the play in bubble. You know, and whatever that means. So until we see Zion on the big stage against the big teams, um, when everything matters, that's where you get your stardom. That's where all of a sudden guys like Jamal Murray make their True. name a Good little point. bit. So there you hey, go. Bigger star right now, Lamelo Ball, Zion Williamson. Lamelo. Okay, you just answered my damn question. Yeah. He ain't no. in the top 20. In fact, this year's number one pick is more of a star than last year's number one pick, you think which was Zion Williams. You think LaMelo Ball is more of a I star do. than Zion? I do. Okay, because uh, LaMelo uh, drops 34 points, and, and ESPN talks about it for three days. Uh, this is not but, – and LaMelo Ball's leading the rookies in every th- category. He's playing really well. I gotta see the stats here. He's, he's like almost 30 – he's at like 20-some points per game. Like I am not really trying well. to diminish Zion Williamson well, as a player. We're not making me upset talk about LaMelo Ball way too but much. But I'm not trying to diminish him as a player. What I'm just telling you is I thought his star- – one, I think it's a compliment to the NBA because they have so many good players mm-hmm. that yeah. it's easy to get pushed down that list. I think you're right. I think you got, as New Orleans gets better, as they develop and right. maybe become a playoff team, has some moments, I think that's when the star will, will rise a little bit. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, for a guy who was an automatic highlight reel, like he was the equivalent of like Dominique Wilkins mm-hmm. in college basketball for mm-hmm. that year in Duke, mm-hmm. he, you couldn't get him off Sports Center. He's not on Sports Center anymore. Like he's not on the highlight reels. Okay, so here we go. So Lamelo Ball here, averaging fourteen point four points a game, six rebounds, six assists. Let's go to Zion Williamson, twenty five points a game, six point eight rebounds, and three point one assists. But no one's talking about it. I did not but, say he wasn't was, playing well. That's not was, the point of the story. But he's diamond to star. So he's having twenty five points a game, and nobody's talking 25? about him. Okay, but you think Lamelo Ball? Uh, they're talking about Lamelo Ball because he's, because Lamella. it's a rookie of the year sure. problem. They're they're talking about him because he's like, wow, he, out of all the rookies, he's leading him in almost every category. <laughs> Listen, now I gotta die on this. You think I want to die on a Zion Williamson Hill? You think I came in today on a Monday after a great weekend? A lot of stuff went on. I was happy about it, and he, I went to work this morning. I had to do the radio show there, and I come in here, and I gotta die on the Zion Williamson Hill. You think that's what I want to do on a Monday? Yeah. But but you guys, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't give me another job in this podcast sometime. Special guest. Deal? I'll shut it down. I'll Outs- shut that whole thing outside down. Outside of New Orleans, this is the most people are talking about Zion Williamson around the country. It's yeah. right here on this show right now. Gonna, and then he's going to dunk on somebody, and then it's going to oh, oh, Zion but, Williams is the future. But he, he needs that. He hasn't done that. That's but, my point. Give it a few weeks, and the Pelicans will start winning more and playing really well. They are playing well. But they're going to start winning more, and this point Zion thing is going to become no, a thing. No, no, it's over. Because you know why? Because the Hornets are just they're, they're winning the title this year. They, they, have, they have they have this ball guy, I guess. They're winning the Terry whole title. Rogier, yeah. by the way, hitting game winners because Draymond gets a technical foul and kicked out of the game yeah. in the last yeah, second. Yeah, I mean with, with names like Terry Rozier and Malik Monk and Nate Darling and Grant Wright. Gordon R- Hayward. R- Grant Grant Riller. Grant Ryler. Devonte Graham. Yeah, I mean, hey. 
Lakers, nice try, but it's the Hornets here By this way, year. We baby. didn't even mention Kawhi Leonard. We didn't. I mean, there's no Zion's not even close to the top twenty. Top twenty-five. Pat Williams. <laughs> it's sliding. <laughs> Again, it's a compliment to the NBA. They're deep, man. Top 30. We got to go. I can't believe a mellow ball is more popular than Zion Williamson. (laughs) Who? Yeah, exactly. Who's even playing for you? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you say. I I heard what you said. He plays the Knicks. No, I don't care what the record is. The Knicks are like in the yeah. They're like in the I can't believe I got to die on the Zion Williamson. Jason Tatum or Zion Williamson right now. I'm not gonna. I don't know how much Big Baller Brand's paying you right now, but it's gotta stop. This is Kyle ridiculous. Lowry. We'll be back on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN six night. Maybe Austin will. <laughs> I might be done. Brent Martino. I put. I finished second, right? I lost in the championship yeah. to you. Austin Lane. I, hey, you know what? You didn't win. Okay, that's all that matters. I didn't win. Don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no, didn't win. I okay? didn't win, and yeah. I auto drafted. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the first pick in the draft. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. But Key, you and I know this as being an athlete and also being in part in part of media. People need things to talk about. And everybody is entitled to their opinion. But now everybody's microphone gets amplified. So I, I respect people's opinions to a degree. But that doesn't mean that Trevor Lawrence is not going one to Jacksonville. If you're Urban Meyer in this situation, you need a star-studded quarterback to come in to your franchise. And there's a reason why he took the job in the first play. And Trevor Lawrence's resume speaks for itself. Hey, Jay Williams, friend and, of the show. And I thought basketball was his sport, but apparently he knows what he's talking about. Only when he agrees with you? Pretty much. Right, I mean, are you kind of shocked? Like, listen, I thought, let's be honest, the way the season was going with the Jets and everything, I thought the Jaguars would pick number two or number three even. And I was like, all right, well, do you take Justin Fields? You take, I mean, Zach Wilson wasn't really that hyped up back in the time. You take Trey Lance. And I figured once you got this, you secured the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence was in, it's like, all right, cool. Just set it and forget it. It's, it's like the Ronco oven. You set it and forget it, Brent. Nothing to talk about. But lo and behold, people got opinions. Zach Wilson's good. Now we got to defend Trevor Lawrence still. Like, it, it keeps things exciting. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't think we we're going to go here um, during this process. Kuz, you've been uh, picking up the um, stalking of Trevor. Uh <laughs> On vacation yeah. out in California. Well, first well, of all, you made he me start the Trevor Tracker. Yeah. So we, we have a Trevor Tracker out there. any traction. We have seven followers, and I made a point that the only follower that Trevor Tracker will follow is Trevor Lawrence. Ah. So the only one follower that the account has is Trevor. Yeah, because we're not going to do those follow back things, right? Some yeah. people do that. Although it's so. probably weird for him to get followed still, by like, It's account. still a little bizarre that you... Trevor Tracker had to be called like you had to spell it differently. I changed and everything. it. We're good now. Oh, it's we're good. Trevor no, but, underscore Tracker. Oh, yeah, you had just. But the ad is still with an A. That's what I'm saying. That's sloppy, man. It's at Trevor instead of Trevor. Yeah. Well, did I you don't just know. spell wrong? No, that's what face. That's what Twitter put it at. Because you don't get to pick that part of it. You get to pick the name. Oh, but you don't get to pick. I don't think so. How isn't it verified yet? <laughs> what are we, What are we doing here? Yes. We well, use the my Cox own account hasn't been verified. Three I've been followers. on since like 2011. Followers. Mm. I should follow it. No one wants to be guilty by association. I get it. I get it, man. I think it's a heck of an idea. I get it. I, I start my Tiger Tracker Tracker as well. <laughs> tracker, tiger I like tracker that one. Squared. Just tweet every gonna, day. It has been I'm, 50 days since Tiger uh, Tracker. He's not doing tweeted. anything. I don't know. That's tiger, about it. Tiger Tracker squared. <laughs> uh, or 
T to the third power. I might have to get into that just to you know just to be petty like I am sometimes, especially in the sport of golf. Why not? Uh, a few things. Um, how did the, so ninety five point one went well this morning? Went great. Yeah, fantastic. I woke up on time, so that was good. It wasn't late. Um, it was fun. So what you got to get up at? What time? Five forty five. What time you got to be on? Uh, six fifteen. Well, I mean, yeah, six fifteen. You get up at five forty five and you're yeah. on at six fifteen. What yeah. a gig. Yeah, I mean, it takes me five minutes to get ready. Yeah. I, just, I have my clothes all laid out and everything. Everything's organized. Ready I don't to eat go. breakfast. Yeah. Did homework the night before. Did homework the night. Well, it's not even homework, man. Just, hey, just think on the fly. I can do that. <laughs> you know how I operate. Do you know what the big topic was today? What was it? Uh, check this out. Lady called in. Um, She's dating this older gentleman who happens to be her father's best friend. Oh, Brent. You can... <laughs> You can cut the drama. You can taste it. You taste it? You taste it. Taste yeah. it there's a drama, right? Where they make roosters? That's a, I don't know what that is. What is roosters? What are you talking about? It's a bar. Is uh, it really? Yeah. Is it known for something or what? No, I just oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know where you hang out, dude. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, yeah, so that's what we did today. Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Is really, that, now, did you end up finding out that it's more common than you think? You know what? People actually, surprisingly, it's Jacksonville after all, called in in support. Really? Yeah. And you know oh, me. So this I was, was like, just, do you support this or not? Yeah, it was more of like, hey, do you think this lady's in the right, um, sacrificing her, you know, maybe her father's love for this gentleman that she just met, or should she risk it for the biscuit? Let's just say. <laughs> and needless <laughs> to say, the entire city of Jacksonville called them this morning, and they would risk it for the biscuit. Uh, there you go. Yeah. More of that tomorrow morning. Yeah. 95.1 Yeah, exactly. Tune in, everybody. And was money maybe a factor? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. 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 Now the truth comes I out. I mean, I'm just speaking from the heart. Hey, we just said something be- uh, in the break. We were talking about the NBA. Does the NBA have more stars? Like, yeah. the depth chart of stars. Like, really good players that you'd buy their jersey. Then... Definitely hockey. Major League sure. Baseball, which, by the way, has a ton of stars, but they're just not transcendent. Yeah. Uh, or And NFL. Like, really, the NFL is the battle here. Does it the is. NFL or NBA have more stars that you're going to go buy a jersey for? See, to me, it's actually closer than you'd expect. I like, if we'd ask fanatics. They probably could come up with this. For sure. I think NBA is probably king just because of, you know, they play in, you know every other night and things like that. But with fantasy well, football, and the global though, nature. The global nature as well. But with fantasy football, though... That kind of puts it on a different realm, I feel like. You know, there is fantasy basketball, but obviously it's not as big as fantasy football. So I think it's comparable. At the end of the day, though, I would probably lean towards the NBA a little more. You know, what more takes the cake, right? The the fantasy gambling power of the NFL, yeah. right? The engine that is. Mm-hmm. That even if you're not a huge fan, you're still following and you might have a favorite player or wear a jersey or buy a jersey or your kids. Yeah. Or the global nature of the NBA, because I do think we we lose that, right? That we lose sight of that mm-hmm. because we're here in the states and the NBA is what it is. Um, and not that it's bad. I'm just saying it is what it is. Well, yeah. across the globe, guys like Zion Williamson, guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis, yeah. you name your your player, Durant, they are global stars. But, uh, so that's pretty yeah. impactful. Do, do you know how I know NBA is king too? Whenever LeBron James tweets about the Cleveland Browns, everybody freaks out about it. That's that's how NBA is king. Because let's be honest, if Baker Mayfield tweeted about the the Lakers, <laughs> cool. Ah, uh, yeah, but in that, in but in that, I'm just context, saying how big of a star LeBron James is. Yeah, true. But yeah. if Patrick Mahomes tweets about the Dodgers or the Lakers, the Royals, probably. For I know, right? yeah. <laughs> but if, but if he tweets about somebody like that, is he gonna get? Isn't it gonna do something similar? I know LeBron's bigger right now. I, but, I, I mean, I think from star power, I think LeBron like, what about James. Brady? 
I mean, you got J.D. Martinez wearing a Tom Brady drunk shirt into spring training today. Good point. But listen, if LeBron James is drunk, though, I mean, Twitter might be shut down, honestly. Yeah. You know? Which is crazy to think, because, like, Brady is the GOAT. That's a good question. Is Brady a bigger star than LeBron? <sighs> I mean, I feel like we have to go, like, tail the tape tomorrow. I got to think about that a little bit. Again, the global reach is huge here. Yeah, but dude, the, the resume of Brady, though. And and I also don't know, like, uh, I don't think. That's a great, how's that, that's, that's had to be asked before, right, or not? I don't think, like, like race even matters here. No. Because I think both transcend, like, people were in, in the inner city, people probably wear Brady jerseys. Of course, right? he's a goat, yeah. Uh, in suburban America, people wear LeBron Listen, jerseys. I'm sure Brady's been in a numerous amount of rap songs. Yeah, good call. The, the phrase Brady, yeah. yeah. So, huh, I don't know. I think we got some there. We'll have to check that. I would probably still say, again, I think we are discounting the impact of the global nature of the NBA. In the States, there's no doubt the NFL is king. Yes. But you're talking like like in China, nobody knows who Tom Brady is. They all know who LeBron James is. True. Right? True. And, and yeah. that might be a bad example, but name your country. Yeah. Right? Uh, in Germany, do you think they care about Tom Brady? No, they probably care about LeBron James. True. So, how many? Uh, here, one quick look up before we. We're not gonna, we'll, maybe Twitter we'll followers. How many Twitter but, followers? But Ron, Brady's new to the scene, though. Remember, Does, didn't Brady join like last year or something? Oh, is he that new? I think so. But let's look it up. I mean, listen. Uh, uh, here we go. Before we get out of here, too, give me one thing. I'm gonna give you today coming off the weekend. One point seven. One point seven for Brady. One point seven million. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not even. It's not even close. LeBron James is going to have like what three and a half? Forty nine million. Forty nine point one million. He's got forty nine million. Those are Lady Gaga numbers, Brent. Those are Lady Gaga numbers right there. Wow, so Brady. Cuz, how crazy is that? One point million to forty nine point million. One point million. <laughs> Whatever. One million to forty nine point one million. I mean, so, so Game, LeBron set, James has fifty times the followers of yeah. Brady, and like you said, he is new to it. But, but still, the prosecution rests. I'm trying to see how many followers Lady Gaga's got because she's big time. That's wild. Yeah. That is really wild. I think, like, Selena Lady, Gomez or Lady Gaga, the most followers. Lady Gaga, 83 million. Dude, if, <laughs> 83 think million. about if Lady Gaga tweeted out, hey, invest in this stock tonight. No, if she just Can tweets you, out, man, the guys on ESPN 690 are really cool. Brent, we'd... Let's be honest. We're, we're pulling up in Lamborghinis tomorrow. And, and it's not even a car I want to drive. But we're pulling up in Lamborghinis Come tomorrow. On. Come on, Lady Gaga. Let's go, Lady Gaga. Let's go. Do I, you know something? So I actually, her, one of her best friends, I know her friend's mom. <laughs> I, I swear. She's from Jacksonville. Yeah. She's a DJ. I promise. Really? I promise, yeah. Okay, can you put but, in a word? Well, no, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I don't want to call anybody out, but she got super political, and we I had to go my separate ways. I stopped following okay, well, it's her. it's time to get back in. Okay, I'll see what I can do. No, I'm serious, man. I'm not even lying. Just for a tweet. I'm not even lying. <laughs> Just yeah. get back in. Yep. Uh, hey, give me one thing from the weekend. I know what I'm going to give you. Uh, I know they got delayed, and uh, we're talking a lot of hockey today, but the Tahoe scene was <laughs> oh, spectacular. Mine. Yep, but it was fantastic. But it was awesome, and I know they have to deal with elements and difference. I think that I thought about it more this weekend. The concept of the outdoor game, that winter classic that they've done, whether it's Fenway Park, I think they've done it at Wrigley. They've done a bunch of different spots, but the Tahoe thing was cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's a great concept. Like, that is just, it's a really neat thing that they do. I don't know if it's changed hockey. I don't know if it's brought new viewers in. I really don't know the impact of it. 
Yeah. But I think the idea of it is is really good. Like better than the NFL going to play in Mexico City and London. I understand there's huge impact. There's dollars and all that. Yeah. Uh, I understand college football is now going to play like in Ireland if they can ever with the pandemic. The Red Sox and Yankees were going to play in London. Ah, whatever. The the idea of the Winter Classic, hockey outside, mm-hmm. right, with a pond feel. Yeah. In a stadium or with the mountains well, as a backdrop is a terrific concept. And we've seen it, like, obviously with COVID when it wasn't around. I mean, I remember when they played in the big house and they sold the big house in Michigan. Like, people yeah. love to go to the – I mean, it's well, just like it's tradition. I it's don't cool. follow hockey day in, day out. Yeah. Really if that was if, – if I could go to that Lake Tahoe yeah. game, yeah. I'd go Absolutely. for the experience. I just yeah. think it's a neat thing. It's cool. Uh, that is a cool, like, bucket list. Like, I really love the idea that the Major League Baseball is trying to go to Field of Dreams in yeah. Iowa and play a game. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love that. Even more so than Williamsport. Like, Williamsport does a little less. I think they hype up the Little League World Series so much now <laughs> that it's almost uh, – it's too much for me at times. Sure. But I think the Field of Dreams concept is terrific. Yeah. Um, That has the same feel as, as what they've done with the outdoor. Like, where else are they going to go? In terms of hockey? Yeah, like, where else could you go? Where, where do you want to put – Oh, that's a great question. Have they done Alaska? For tomorrow. They haven't done Alaska. Like, why not? Alaska would be for I mean, travel. Though. I understand. So okay. what? Make it happen. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I, they can't right now. I understand that too. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Let me get back to you. Lambeau Field, maybe. Uh, do it. Not Lambeau Field. They haven't done Lambeau. There's not a Wisconsin hockey team. I mean, you can do like Chicago, like the Blackhawks in like Minnesota, yeah. but well, Lambeau would be cool. Lambeau, I think Lambeau would be really cool. What do I feel like? I think they we did got something that. there. You sure they didn't do that? They did not do a hockey game at Lambeau I'm Field. Sure. They played and one Green on the Phillies baseball. Oh, yeah. They played in Philly. They've, they've played or on a bunch of... Might have been New York, too. They, they did they, in New York. They played yeah. in New York, yeah. Let's go play at Rockefeller Center. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think... Could you, do it like, <laughs> could you do it, like, on top of a building, though? Like, really high up? That'd be kind of cool. Doing a swimming pool? I mean, I don't, what do you want to do, Coos? Put it on a building. building. I don't know. Do like an aircraft carrier? Like, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? Ooh, that'd be cool. Like a movie aircraft carrier? They, they, they did that in basketball, college basketball. We're getting off, we're getting off the rails. And they're going the back to Lake Placid. Maybe. I think the uh, rink's big enough now. Like, <laughs> that'd be cool, though. Like a little anniversary gift? Yeah. All right, real quick, since I have like a second here. Uh, my takeaway by popular demand, Elimination Chamber was last night. Brent, what would you think about it? It was awesome. Crazy, right? What would you think about Drew McIntyre losing the belt, surprisingly? So, obviously, the, the Miz comes, yeah, you don't even care. Uh, you're, you're so shook that you can't even talk about it. The Miz, you know, listen, it was shocking last night because the Miz beat Drew McIntyre for the belt. He cashed in the money in the bank briefcase. I thought it was going to falter, but he ends up doing it. Props to the Miz. I thought it was an okay pay-per-view, but the biggest disappointment to me, and with all due respect to Edge, I was sad that Edge called out. Uh, Roman Reigns for the Universal Champion, I'm sorry, the SmackDown Championship, if you will, and that'll be the, the main event of WrestleMania, just because there was rumors speculating that The Rock, you know who The Rock is, Brent? Yes. The Rock was going to come back and wrestle Roman Reigns to see who the true head of the table was of the family, but it's looking like now it's going to be Edge and Roman Reigns, and I was looking forward to The Rock, so there you go. There's an Elimination uh, Chamber it. breakdown. You're welcome. Here's where the Winter Classics have been, by the way. Ralph Wilson Stadium, Wrigley Field, Fenway Park, Heinz Field, Citizens Bank Park, Philly. There you go, Coos. Good call, Coos. Michigan Stadium a couple of times, Nationals Park, Gillette Stadium, Bush Stadium, City Field, Notre Dame Stadium, Cotton Bowl. It's in the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl, huh? Uh, Target Field, Minnesota. Yeah. So was this not? I don't see a Lambeau Field, huh? Nah, I think it's uh, not. 
Just was the Lake Tahoe much. not technically? I think that was a, a winter, winter classic. That was a winter classic. I just not on this list. Well, are you in Wikipedia? Yeah. We'll give it time to update. You know, those people got <laughs> other things going on. <laughs> Don't use Wikipedia as your source. Huh? Did you learn now, that in college? This is under. This is different. This is called the NHL Outdoor Games. This isn't under the Winter Classic. No, no, I guess it is. Some people call it the Winter Classic. Some say outdoor game. This is how we're ending the show, huh? That's it. <laughs> Just trying to be precise here. <laughs> I, can, I had some more Elimination Chamber thoughts, but no, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here, seriously, real quick. Where'd you want to see him do the Winter Classic at next? I don't you know. know. Alaska. Alaska? Yeah. That, that might be in a matter. Live local wild coming up next on ESPN 690.